0: all very much. They have been working together for a few weeks, and it is glorious to hear them, to see them, to worship with them, and thank you all. We come to our scripture for this morning, which is the story of the resurrection in the Gospel of John. I'm going to read the first 18 verses of the 20th chapter. Listen to the Word of God. Now, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early, while it was still dark, and saw that the stone had been taken away from the tomb. So she ran and went to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one whom Jesus loved, and said to them, they have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we do not know where they've laid him. not lying with the linen cloths but folded up in a place by itself then the other disciple who had reached the tomb first also went in and he saw and believed for as yet they did not understand the scripture that he must rise from the dead then the disciples went back to their homes but mary but mary stood weeping outside the tomb And as she wept, she stooped to look into the tomb. And she saw two angels in white, sitting where the body of Jesus had lain, one at the head and one at the feet. And they said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? And she said to them, They've taken away my Lord, and I do not know where they've laid Him. And having said this, She turned around and saw Jesus standing, but she did not know that it was Jesus. Jesus said to her, Woman, why are you weeping? Whom are you seeking? And supposing him to be the gardener, she said to him, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've laid him, and I'll, I'll take him away. Jesus said to her, Mary, And that he had said these things to her. This is the word of the Lord. Let's let's pray. Lord. Every Easter we read one of these passages from the Gospels that tell this story. But every Easter we're confronted by the most enormous event that's ever happened for us. God, help us as we think upon it, as we meditate upon it, as I speak, as all of us listen and consider Your Word and what happened and what it means. Guide us, I pray, in the power of Your Spirit. In Jesus' name. Amen. What do you think happens when we die what do you think I'd venture to to guess that most people most of us we just don't want to think about it that much and and that for many people is their answer just try not to think about it but but I believe that what we think about death makes all the difference to how we live even if we don't think about it. N.T. Wright wrote, From Plato, Plato to Hegel and beyond, some of the greatest philosophers declared that what you think about death and life beyond it is the key to thinking seriously about everything else. And indeed, that it provides one of the main reasons for thinking about anything at all. Now, I know that there are a myriad of answers as to what people think happens after death. From, from not thinking about it, and trying not to think about it, to reincarnation, to disembodied souls that, that uh, are together in the clouds in heaven, to nihilism. Maybe the most common view of our world today in a secular world, nihilism, that there's nothing else, there's nothing past death. All of these and, and other views are reflected in different ways in our culture. But what about you? What do you think happens when we die? Christianity has a different answer than anyone else. And Christians have come to our beliefs about life past death through what happened with Jesus on this day that we're celebrating this morning. And what we believe about what happened this morning makes all the difference to what we think about death and about the way we live today and and always. And so we're going to take a few minutes this morning to consider what is it that we believe happened do you really believe jesus rose physically that he rose physically in the flesh and blood from the dead and that do you believe that the resurrection was an actual historical event and we'll consider also what is the meaning and impact of this and we can only touch on that meaning in one sermon because It is a cosmic event that changes everything. And it is an absolutely personal event that changes and affects each one of us. So as to the resurrection being a historical event, what happened? We believe that the resurrection of Jesus is a historical event, that he really did rise from the grave and is alive, still alive. And all of us, we're used to, to stories in our world that we value, but we know not to be true. We call it fiction. We have stories that we're comfortable with, though we know they are full of magic and special effects and things that defy logic and would simply not work in, in the physical world. And we enjoy them because it, it, it's fun to see things and imagine things that we don't think could really happen. We exaggerate reality to make a, a point in a greater story. And they make the story bigger and they make, give it more impact. We love our spectral effects. We love our science fiction and, and magic and, and fantasy. And I, I would guess that most in our culture would read this story a bit like a little bit of science fiction, a little bit of magic, or maybe a little bit of mass psychosis. But that it doesn't really, and it didn't really happen like this. I think most in our culture today think it's fiction when it comes to Jesus truly rising from the dead. Because it doesn't fit with our worldview. This doesn't really happen. It's not how we understand things. It's just a story to make a point, like Jesus telling a parable. What would it take? What would it take for your worldview to be shattered to the point where you might really believe this did happen? Now, we make assumptions that this resurrection of Jesus wouldn't challenge both the Greek and the Hebrew world of that day. And without knowing those worlds very well, we can easily assume that ancient peoples were were used to believing things that we wouldn't believe. From our vantage point, we we think they would be more accepting of the resurrection. And the truth is, they weren't any more accepting of this story through their worldview, than we are of it today. When Paul preaches to the Greeks in Athens, they they threw a fit when he gets to the resurrection. It offends them in a way it doesn't even offend us, but it offends them because their worldview is that the soul is released from the restraints of the body and the material world upon death, and it is offensive to think that we'd come back with another body. Because in their worldview, bodies aren't good. The Jews of his day are split. They're split on whether there will be a general resurrection when all things are made right. But they didn't expect or accept this, this story, when one person would be raised, the first fruits. The ancients were no more ready for this to happen than we are. But their worldview was just as shattered as ours is when we believe. A good many of them, apparently they couldn't deny it, and they had their worldview shattered. And I think the best explanation for that is that those who experienced the risen Christ we were absolutely convinced that this happened in time, in place, in the history of our world. And they had to build a whole new world view. And this is not just another story of allegory or science fiction or fantasy. It is history in a time and place. I've I've been blessed to have gone to Jerusalem a couple of times, once when I was in college and then just a few years ago. These are real places. And when when we read these stories, I I can picture the places. I was there in the Garden of Gethsemane where the trees are a thousand years old and, and descended from trees that were there in the time of Jesus, maybe even sprouting from those same trees. In the ceremonial baths of Caiaphas, where it's likely Jesus was kept awaiting for his trial. The steps of the Temple Mount, where Jesus surely would have walked, they're still there. And two of the possible sites of the cross and the resurrection, the empty tomb, the Church of the Holy Sepulchre and the Garden Tomb, they're still there. And I believe that Jesus really rose from the dead in Jerusalem. Two thousand years ago, he ascended into heaven. A few weeks later, and he's still alive. It's a transforming event. It, it and because it happened, it matters to everything. It transforms everything. It transforms everything, cosmically and personally. Cosmically, because it happened, everything is different. A few years ago, uh, during this week, Holy Week, I, would, I got to go to a concert of one of my favorite Christian artists named Andrew Peterson, and he said a line in it—not in a song, just just while he was speaking, that, that when he was re- talking about re- the resurrection and Easter, he said a line. He quoted. He was quoting J.R.R. Tolkien. Came to find out, he didn't quote it perfectly. I wrote it down during the concert because it struck me. But he said. Every sad thing is coming untrue. Every sad thing is coming untrue because Jesus rose from the dead. Think about that for a moment. The resurrection does shatter every other worldview and changes it. We live in a world dominated by the the presence and the threat of every sad thing and the inevitability of everything ending in a final sad thing. The meaning that every story is going to be ending sadly in death. And fundamentally, death would win. And we would do the best we can while we live. We, we can ignore death or fight it off or mourn it. But in the end, that's all there is. And we face sad things through our life. Every bit of suffering and hardship. And all the anxiety that anticipates the inevitability of the final sadness. And it is completely reasonable, without understanding, for all of it to cripple us. To overwhelm us. Either way, it is sad. Now, now, death is no longer The end of the story. What we believe happened on the cross of Jesus dying for our sins and our salvation, it is confirmed in the empty tomb. Jesus died for our sins and every wrong and sad thing. And now, because he rose from the dead, we know it worked. We are free from the power of sin and the consequences of death. As the writer of the book of Hebrews puts it, we are free from the slavery to the fear of death. Life wins and every sad thing is coming untrue. Life just went from an inevitably sad story to a miracle story. And what happened with Jesus this morning affects all creation. It it reverberates through the cosmos. And all of creation is transformed from a story of death to the story of risen life. And it changes every one of us personally as well. You see it in Mary. You can see it. It's right there. It happened right in front of us in her. she personifies being overwhelmed by death you can see the the pain and the anxiety pouring out of her as she weeps outside the tomb it is every hurt every disappointment every anxiety every loss every victimization in this moment outside the tomb and you can see the way she is living with an understanding of death, and, and we fit our experiences into our understanding of the world. It's a worldview, and for her, for most of the world, death is final. It ends there. And though Jesus had been telling them that he was going to rise after three days, it hadn't changed her understanding and so when she sees the empty tomb, the only way that she can interpret this experience is to think that someone must have stolen Jesus' body. It's not unusual in those days. The men in dazzling robes frighten them. And, but they can't even make sense of what they're saying about Jesus being alive because that doesn't happen. They're experiencing the resurrection, but it doesn't fit into their understanding of the world. And then, and then he calls her name, Mary. Now, on the one hand, that is one of the most personal, personal, intimate acts that happens between two people in a moment. On the other hand, He shatters not just her understanding of the world, but all of ours. And suddenly, all our previous understanding of the world and this empty tomb experience goes out the window. And there's only wonder, only wonder. And she grabs a hold of Jesus in an embrace that he actually has to instruct her to let go of him because it's pure wonder. Eugene Peterson calls it resurrection wonder. It's made up of belief. Belief that it is really him. Acceptance that he is alive. Fear that that all our understanding is shattered. Reverence that she truly stands before the King of all creation. And awe, awe that she is experiencing such glory. He calls her name and she responds. And we respond with a worldview that is being shattered. We respond with awe and worship. And we respond with resurrection wonder. That's just as true for ourselves as it was for Mary that day. I believe that we are naturally prone in a fallen world to anxiety and despair. Every loss and hurt, it's... It, it, It's simply a reminder and an experience of this constant presence of everything ending with sad. When my children were little, we had a few different plates, plastic plates, that we used for our everyday meals. And one of them was more colorful. We called it the circus plate. And almost every meal, they fought over it. And when they didn't get it, it it seemed like their world had fallen apart because their sister got the plate they wanted. We grow older and we understand that the plate choice is not worth any grief. But our brokenness in a fallen world and the reality of death that still stands in front of us, it's a miracle that we're not completely paralyzed by fear and loss and hopelessness and breaking down like little children. We all sit by the tomb, weeping like Mary because life is fleeting and death inevitable. And then then we hear Jesus call our name. Mary. Eric. And he's alive. And worldviews are shattered because, because he's standing right there and a new understanding is made because Jesus is alive. He's risen from the dead. And this, this is the moment where everything sad is coming untrue. Let's pray. Lord, we cannot conceive of the depths of the meaning of what happened here. But let us let us just stand and hear your voice call our name and, and have all our worldviews of fear and, and death shattered because you are alive and we believe. And we stand in resurrection wonder as everything sad is coming untrue. God, help us to believe. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.